It's Friday night, everybody. You know what that means. It's Friday night. Let's have some fun. Let's get together and play a ton. I'm Matt. And I'm John. And we're Friday Night Games. Ask us anything. We are two board game enthusiasts who want to immerse you into our love of the hobby by bringing you board game content every Friday. We create for several platforms, including Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And today's show, we are going to answer all the burning questions we made you ask us via our social media. We're going to take a deep dive look into the lives of Friday Night Games and... We want to send out a huge thank you to everyone who helped make this episode possible. We had way more questions than we thought we would get, which is awesome. And to that note, our Instagram friend, LuchoAB, sent us a lot of questions that are really deep to answer. So we're going to split this in two, and we're going to answer his questions on its own separate podcast, which will be next week. Yes, his his will be really cool because we can explore a little bit with those. So thank you, Lucho, for sending us some really awesome questions, and we think they deserve their own podcast. Yeah, sweet. So let's get down. Let's get, let's do do this. Let's do it. Let's dive right in. All right. So we asked on our Instagram and Twitter for everyone to ask us questions and, you know, put in the comments and then our, our DMs. And our first question is from our Twitter. Before we start, my wife was getting, my wife was getting really worried on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, Oh, you only have like one response. I'm like, Yeah, well, Twitter, you know, people just like looking at our pictures, you know. I don't know how much they care about us. But you had a ton on Instagram. Yeah, so that was fun. Yeah, so that's good. Okay, so the first one is from JB Feast on Twitter, and that is what are your favorite two player games? So I have I think two. Okay. And my favorite of the two would probably, I don't know if it's more of an emotional attachment to it, but the game Fox in the Forest Duet. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a sequel to the Fox in the Forest. It's a trick-taking game. But in this game, you are working with your partner to play tricks like you normally would, like in like Euchre or in the Fox in the Forest game, except you want to, there's a piece in the middle of the board that you want to move between the forest spaces to collect gems but you don't want to move too far off the forest or else you get lost and you lose you lose spaces to move so it's a game that my wife and i play a lot together so i think it's a really good emotional attachment for me and when i went to the board game store i had my youngest kid with me and they i i chose i had both fox in the forest and fox in the forest duet and, and i, I, and I which, chose which fox one and, i brought home yeah and i chose fox in the forest duet <laughs> yes <laughs> i'm like you're a, lot, you're a lot you're a lot heavier than i than i thought you would be <laughs> yeah thanks for picking me up dad <laughs> you're the best i don't know how you got me on your shoulders that day but man that was great yeah and the second game i really enjoy is Dulasaur island by panasaurus games the two-player version of dinosaur island yeah i really like i really like Dulasaur island because it's like dinosaur island but it's quicker <laughs> it's right a quicker version of it not not there are still a lot of components but not as much yeah. as dinosaur island right for me you know i don't own a lot of two-player like specific two-player games because mainly when i buy games i buy it for the group in general so mm-hmm. we usually look at like four plus but i do have two of them one of them is really good it's called hanami koji which is a trick taking uh sort of like you play a card and you're kind of like trying to win over seven different things on your on the board seven different types of cards on the board by playing cards that kind of pull it towards you and then you have four actions you could do it's a really good game highly recommend it and then the other one is the duke which is just take chess and add in a lot more pieces (laughs) 
as you move a piece across the board, it flips and then has a totally different move set, which is really cool. And then I have a bunch of honorable mentions, which aren't specifically two player games, but we play a lot of these two players. And one is Villainous. I think it actually plays better with two players. Wingspan. I agree. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Wingspan, which plays better with two players because it's, it's a shorter game. The more people you introduce, you're adding like an hour to 45 minutes per player. And then the final one is actually Root. Two players versus a computer player, which is really cool. I had a lot of fun doing that version of Root. Yeah, when we played Root together, the one time it was just you and I, I liked it a lot better than than the game that we played with uh, with everybody. Mind you, we played it. We played it right the second time. <laughs> right. Well, I mean... I, I didn't play it right for like five times or six times before I started playing it right. But yeah, the game, the second game you played with me, we played it right. And, we, and I think it was, it was a free for all, but we we're kind of competing against the computer and it, which made it more fun. <laughs> nice. Cool. All right. So we got, the next question is from Samantha via Twitter, which I believe is your wife. Mm-hmm. She Sam. has pointed a gun to your head. Oh, okay. And, and, wa- and wants to know who are the first five people that you can think of that you would love to have on our podcast. Okay. First of all, okay, on, let's just, why does my wife want to put a gun to my head? Am I missing something here? <laughs> <laughs> is there something you know, John, that I don't know? I don't know. <laughs> why? first of all we we don't own guns <laughs> that you know of yeah i better be good then eh don't tick her off <laughs> i think for me I'm, I'm gonna go with my my list of artists from our board game monument podcast i would like to get in like their mind and talk about how they how they come up with the artwork for the board games so i picked andrew bosley oliver barrett Xavier Collett and sorry, Xavier Collett and Mr. Cuddington, which is technically two people, so that makes five. Nice, nice. Mine, so I'm gonna give a little sappy response. All our fans, thank you. I'd put you all on the show. All <laughs> five of you. And uh <laughs> actually my real <laughs> those are a pretty good response. But my real yeah. my real response would be Matt Stafford or any Lions Insider to confirm why my team is so dysfunctional. <laughs> Dave and Chuck the Freak, who are local, well, they're not so local anymore, but they used to be local radio DJs, which hold their own morning show. And I do have an answer later on that we'll get into about them, but they are hilarious. They're super funny and they do a fantastic morning show. Cool. John Loisel, who is my hero. He is a great artist. He's a great podcaster. He does video. Um, He's just a fantastic content creator. Yeah, he's a good guy. We should get him on. Yeah, sometime. Uh, I I think we're booked, actually. (laughs) Yeah. And finally, Jerry Seinfeld, because I really do appreciate comedians getting coffee in cars, and he's just a fantastic... He's just really funny. Like, he just has so many funny observations. I would just love to, like, sit with him and have him make observations. Like, I think it would just be a blast. Nice. Yeah. I agree. I, I think it would be kind of cool to talk to Jerry Seinfeld. He's He's got some good insight. Yeah, we should we should bump that John Loisel guy and get Jerry on the show. That'd be pretty cool. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, the next question comes from Dice and Dragons. How do I convince you to send us all of your money via e-transfer so I can stop calling and emailing people pretending to be a Nigerian prince? Oh, Jason and Julie from Dice and Dragons, I sent the money. I sent the money. <laughs> why do you keep... Why do you, oh, look, look, I sent my last, you know, $10. That's all I had. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta stop calling man you gotta stop calling yeah i don't have any money so <laughs> jokes on you i guess are you the nigerian prince john 
Yes. They also have a follow-up question. Oh. They want to know who the best-looking Nigerian Prince scam artist is. Oh, that's easy. That's your son. He keeps asking me for all these board games. I don't know how. He's, like, not even a year old. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's crazy. It's, yeah, it's pretty pretty nuts. But he's definitely the best-looking Nigerian Prince scam artist. He's so cute. That's why. It's got to be why. <laughs> <laughs> they must be in, le- in, like, cahoots with your wife. Oh, that's where my wife got the gun. <laughs> oh it all makes sense now it all makes sense so my wife so oh so the, all three of you are taking my money there you go <laughs> makes sense. i want in on that action yeah exactly they also have an actual question cool they want to know which one of us is the worst loser <laughs> all right well i could i could do this i have an answer okay okay do you have an answer we could do it at like sure. three two one okay yeah. three two one John. Me. (laughs) I don't know why. You don't know why you're the worst loser? No. I don't think, I don't know. Like when we play games, I think, I don't, you know, you're not a bad loser. I don't think I'm a bad loser either. No. I think Bill, would Bill be the worst loser of our group? Probably, eh? Maybe. See, I think with you and I, like when we play games, we're just, we're, 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 we're not playing it to win. I mean, we are playing it to win, but I feel like we're, we're playing it more for like experience and how everything works. And how all the mechanics and components work together. We're, we're, so we're trying to like more analyze the game more. Yeah, we're we're than, definitely we're de- play it competitively. We're definitely analyzing. I feel like you play it more competitive than I play it. I feel like I'm not as competitive with it, but I do want to win. Like I do want to do well. But if I lose, I don't care. Yeah, I think I think I I do remember when we played Jaws. You were pretty upset <laughs> when you lost. Well, that's because that game was bullcrap. <laughs> Well, it's a you, bunch of nonsense. You were so angry. You were <laughs> I was so angry. angry. And I'm like, I'm like, I've actually never seen this of John before. <laughs> it was a surprise. So there you go. You're the worst so loser. <laughs> because of Jaws. Because of Jaws, you're the worst loser. All right. So Emotional Cyborg. Thanks again, Emotional Cyborg, for rocking out on our Twitch streams all the time. We really appreciate it. We really do. She wants to know, if we didn't play board games, what would you do? Well, my wife has this never-ending website work. <laughs> that i'm always doing does that count yep (laughs) i think honestly i'd be playing a lot more video game rpgs that i missed so like i'd be playing a lot more like witcher baldur's gate maybe even like an mmo i used to play a lot of world of warcraft so maybe nice maybe like a newer one like final fantasy 14 maybe world of warcraft i think that's probably what i play or or another game you know i play a lot of hearthstone so that counts. Maybe I play a little bit less of that or something else. And then mm-hmm. this work has honestly opened up a, a lot of my knowledge to other things like photography and video editing and editing of photos. And I feel like I, I really like that stuff. I think I would do more of that. I just don't know what I would do it of. Right. And I think board games has definitely helped me take more photos and learn more about it. What, cool. what about you? Well, you know, I'm a musician, right? So I'm, a, I'm a more of a creative person. So I think if I wasn't playing board games as often as we do, I'd probably focus on my music more, which is something I'm trying to get back into. I'm just waiting for this order I placed over a month ago at our local music store. It's a good thing that I got them. Showed up. It's a good thing I got them to cancel that so that make you focus appreciate on board it, games, it. you know, make you focus on board game videos. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd focus on my music more, you know, write and record some stuff, but that's probably it. Yeah. So emotional cyborg again has another question for us. So, is there a life skill you lack but wish you had? Yes. So I don't know if, if my parents listen to this. Probably not. But they taught me no life skills. 
<laughs> so wow. I mean, I mean, well, they that's did, pretty but harsh. I mean, like we we never we never when I was a kid we never renovated anything in our house. So like I never got like hands on experience of like you know building a wall or like hanging a door or knocking a wall down or whatever like just basic like house stuff that i would love to do in my house now and i just like i can't because i just don't have those skills yeah i don't have so those either, skills. I, either i have to look up on the internet or hire somebody i completely understand where you come from and and when you hire people it's so much money right too it's it's way easier if you knew how to do it yourself you would save like half the cost which is pretty sweet but uh yeah i'm in the same boat there but that's not my life skill i wish i lacked i wish i had more confidence ah and i feel like you know i feel like that's like with like everything everything it's not just you know podcasting it's like work this school i've never really had the confidence which is kind of weird because i i i was like honestly i i, I graduated top of my class i graduated top of my class in math but honestly like i never felt i was the best i just kind of work hard and i kind of ignore everything around me and then i just if i do well i do well and if i don't i don't you know and that's kind of how i always kind of went and even with this like podcasting stuff and like content creation you know there's a lot of people out there who like you look at squeak people are squeaky wheels they're like i'm the best i'm the best look what i do and i'm just i just can't be that person you know i just put up stuff and if you like it you like it you don't you don't it, it is what it is <laughs> there's a lot of cliched words i just said there <laughs> <laughs> i love what you do on on our twitter and our website and on the podcast, Matt. So yeah, lift yourself I, up. No, a, lift yourself up a little. No, bit. No, I know, I know. Like you appreciate, it, but it's sometimes it's hard to gauge what other people appreciate, right? And and, and I know we're, I know we are doing well. I just, I just, it's hard, it's hard to get when you have no feedback, you know, or very little feedback. You don't really know, right? And that's kind of right. what sucks. And then uh, Emotional Cyborg also wants to know if we could eat only one food per meal for the rest of your life, what would your daily menu be, and would you eat it while playing board games? Wow, I think you're gonna agree with me on this one john basically anything emotional cyborg posts on instagram <laughs> like i am yeah. in <laughs> yeah i think the other day she posted what was it i was like these buttermilk pancakes or something with cottage cheese and it looked fantastic it had like a I want that. blueberry sauce oh man yeah honestly so anything you make emotional cyborg i'm in we're in if there's ever something in utah and we happen to meet up pfft, if it, if it wasn't going to kill me, I've been like really digging the Reese's Pieces, sorry, the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, but with the the Reese's Pieces inside them. Oh, those are so good. Oh, you're allergic to peanut butter? <sighs> no, no, no. It's just like, you know, sugar and fat. And oh. <laughs> no, no nutrients. For a minute there, you scared me. I'm like, I've been feeding you peanuts <laughs> every Friday for years. <laughs> oh, I'm such a jerk. You know no. what I mean? But yeah. I mean, those are, those have been my, my go-to snack for a while now. And like, no matter what, anytime I go to the grocery store, I always buy one just to eat on the way home, you know? Yeah. 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 Those are actually phenomenal. I love them too. Cause they have like that weird Reese's crunch in it. It's so good. Right. So on a, on a weird note, I have like these like kind of like monthly kicks and it drives my wife nuts like crazy so like throughout my life i'll i'll just like get into eating like one thing like it's funny you mentioned this emotional cyborg because this is how i work or how my, my <laughs> mind works so when i was working at a welding plant i was literally eating the same breakfast every morning for like three years it was it was literally a bagel with peanut butter a yogurt <laughs> and an apple <laughs> every morning that's so boring well it's just it's just like what it's like convenient it's like if i make something similar every day i can just take it and then go to work 
and then you know I kind of like getting like a routine so I can get down to work when I was even when I was in college this is actually hilarious when I was in high school my mom would make my mom made my lunch because you know she loves me I think some days (laughs) and she would make me this turkey sandwich with cheddar cheese on like a whole wheat wonder bread type thing and she gave me a Nutrigrain bar and an apple and so I literally had this lunch like four times a week every week every week in high school for years for four years five years actually and then when i went to college i'm like my mom's i'm like mom 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 you don't need to make make my lunch i'll make it and guess what i made the exact same turkey sandwich (laughs) with cheddar cheese on i up i upgraded it a bit i bought french uh baguettes so i put on french baguettes with a little bit of tomato and lettuce but again nutrigrain bar and apple and i ate that every day for lunch for four years and if you don't believe me you could ask my wife she will confirm that because she used to eat lunch with me in college (laughs) and then and then now i like i get on like these kicks so like now i'm eating i could basically eat any meal forever and it drives my wife nuts because she likes to have a lot of change but i eat like in the morning i eat like bran cereal and i put berries and yogurt on it and it's phenomenal so yeah Delish. so i can eat the same thing over and over and over and i could eat it with board games at any time but my wife does not because the drives are crazy <laughs> just hilarious it's all like healthy i'm like just give me reese's pieces <laughs> <laughs> okay well if it's unhealthy i could eat twizzlers every day of my life okay Oh yeah, Twizzlers too. Those are delicious. The the cherry, specifically the cherry nib Twizzlers. So there you Mm. go. So Evil Jerk Gamer from Instagram says, one complaint that comes up often in our group is that there's always a new game that just came out that we need to play. I know that. (laughs) Which rarely leaves time for playing older games we know and love. How do we tackle this? What do you you think, John? We don't. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I know, totally. But I think... I think what's good now is that since we are doing the Twitch stream, Mm -hmm. it gives us that opportunity to play the games again. Mm -hmm. So we've worked it out where like we'll play it on our Friday night and then the Monday we'll play it to stream. And I know we were going to try to get, we mentioned it before we got it put through in this lockdown, but we were going to start asking one of the guys in our group what game he wants to play. So we can play like two games in one night because one of the guys in our group's complaint is that we all, we all were always playing new games. <laughs> yep. So, you know, we were going to start asking Novi, like what other game would you like to play so that we can get other games to the table? Yeah. And even, even before like COVID, the whole COVID ep- epidemic started, remember that one night we played you were playing Diamond's Cabal and me and Bill were playing like the Duke and Fire Tower and stuff. I thought that was a great night too because right. we're we separated into two groups and we're able to play a bunch of games. But yeah, no, definitely definitely like with the Novi thing, we're like, hey, you know, Novi is not the type of person who wants to learn new games all the time, which is mm-hmm. why me and myself and John learn all the rules. M- mainly me, but John you'll you you do carry that torch sometimes, which is I'm very appreciative of, to be honest. Very rarely though. What's up? <laughs> I said very, very rarely though. Eh, you do it occasionally. A good enough times to make me feel happy, okay? Awesome, thank you. But anyway, so like, yeah, we're, we're thinking like, you know what, Novi? If you know a game to play, we're going to have you suggest it because it's easier to play a game a second time when you know the rules. So right. we wanted to have that happen. But unfortunately, it didn't. <laughs> also, another good thing is scheduling. Schedule, schedule, schedule. Like, hey, you bought a new game. Oh, yeah. So if, let's say there's three people in your group and each one buys a new game, make sure that you kind of like say like, hey, this is your week to choose the game and learn the rules and teach it to everybody. And then after, we're going to play a game we've already played. That's how I'd handle that, to be honest. Nice. I love it. Thanks. Matt from Instagram oh, says... Matt, this is a good name. 
Yeah. Is John just Will Wheaton with a name change? <laughs> wow. Who said, who was that, Matt? Did you, have a, did you have a full name on that? No, it just says Matt. Oh, okay. Cool. I actually have a, I actually have a funny story about this. <laughs> yeah, do it. So I went to the Detroit Comic-Con one year and I was walking around and I was in the like celebrity section where like you line up to get people's autographs and I was walking around and someone like stopped me and they're like, oh, can I, do you mind signing this for me? And I was like, what? And he hands me like a picture, like a Star Trek uh, Next Generation (laughs) memorabilia. He's like, you're you're Will Wheaton, right? And I was like, no. You're like, (laughs) should be like, yeah, 50 bucks. (laughs) <laughs> but but I have a friend of mine thinks I look like Will Wheaton, and he's always said that. So I I think it's just funny. I mean, dude, you yeah, we have si- we have similar similar features, I guess. If you shaved your face, you would actually look like Will Wheaton. And I know I know yeah. your wife does never wants you to shave your face, but honestly, you look young, and you basically could be Will Wheaton. You might actually be Will. Are you Will Wheaton? I might be. <laughs> Let's be truthful here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I think I think it's just funny though. But I know didn't Alex say something? He did, yeah. So funny about it. This this actually so the mat is me. If you didn't figure it out, <laughs> we made a funny joke about who could play us in a movie. Right? Isn't that what we did? there right 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 and that's kind of where that came from all right so alex from brickerback games commented that this this would be a great spy thriller total recall story where will wheaton goes into witness protection and he assumes the identity of of, of me john a mild-mannered good-natured canadian <laughs> and the whole plan has gone perfectly until will slash john realizes that the one thing that links their lives together is board games now, both men are on the run from a shadow, shadowy international conspiracy, co-starring Margot Robbie, John C. Riley. Special appearances by Usher John Stamos <laughs> coming to ABC. And it's called Rerolled. Wow. I think... And then, Alan, and then... Alex really missed this. Like, he should be like a movie writer. It's perfect. So who, who would play you, Matt? Well, okay. Off the record, who do you think should play me? <laughs> You know what? I would I would say I would do something funny because I'm a- and I would say something like Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> or, or Danny DeVito. I I think Danny DeVito would be a good one. He's a funny guy, he's short, kind of ugly. That's kind of like me. Although I'm not short, I'm like I'm like average in every I'm like average height. I'm like average. <laughs> average in everything. I, average in everything. Yeah. <laughs> Danny DeVito. Wah, wah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so down on myself, eh? <laughs> yeah, I, I can I can roll with that. I was called Seth Rogen on a stream by some British people. So that's pretty cool. Alex says, so I actually asked like, oh, who would play Jim? And Hey guys, Kevin here. Quick editor's note. The Jim that we are referring to here is Jim Fetzpatrick, the creator of Mission to Planet Hex and a dear friend of ours over at Friday Night Games, who we also interviewed in episodes 45 and 54. Thanks. Back to the show. Because, you know, Jim was, Jim's a, a dear character to ours. He's definitely got to be in it. Sir Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Oh, and he he commented John Lithgow. So Jim says John Lithgow should play him. Yeah, John. Lith- <laughs> and I agree. <laughs> All right, that's cool. I'm I'm cool with either of those. Sam Neil should play me. That's what Alex said. And he said Adam Scott should play him. I don't know who that is. I don't know who Adam Scott is. I did look up Sam Neil though. I'm like, yeah, okay, I can see that. Yeah, Sa- Sam Neil's guy from Jurassic Park. Uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. That's totally me. <laughs> oh, Adam Scott is yeah. That's a perfect perfect person for Alex. Have you seen Step Brothers? Yes. 
okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like the the other brother. Yes. That has like the good family. Yes. Yes. He's like the sarcastic guy. <laughs> That's Adam Scott. Yeah, that is okay. perfect. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they makes sense. Makes sense. They should make that happen. That'd be pretty awesome. Well, that was a great question. Glad we yeah. got brought up. Cool. So this next question is Michael from Athex Tube. He asks us. What are your top three classic games? But here's the catch. Pre-1992 release date. Oh, I missed this question. I didn't research for this. Uh, I did. <laughs> so I will I will throw it out there. So this is interesting, actually. Werewolf. Did you know Werewolf predates 1992? Like Ultimate Werewolf? Well, Ultimate Werewolf came out later, but it stems from the game called Werewolf, which was just basically the werewolves and the villagers. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't know that, but I'm like, oh, that's cool. So technically I played that. <laughs> so there you go. There's one. Ooh, I got one. I'm going to say the game Nightmare. Oh, is that date? Does that predate 1992? Yeah, 1991, I think that game came out. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, that's going to be my... That's what's in your list. That's that's mine. That's my only game. Well, you, well, you have like search. Monopoly and stuff too, but... So, so anyway, so Werewolf, definitely... This one, I don't know if you can consider a classic game or not, but D&D. D&D is just like, it's the reason why you have all these board games, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it is like the mother of all, not only just board games, it's the mother of all video games, right? D&D is the game. It's, probably, it's my number one if it pre, if you if you allow it as a, allow it, as allow a game it. that predates 1992. And finally, this game I loved. It's kind of a weird game, but it's called Kerplunk. Do you ever play this game? Is that the marble one? Yes. It is totally yeah. the marble one. You put all these sticks in like a little jar and you put the marbles. It's kind of like Jenga in a way. You're trying to pull out sticks without getting marbles. And the person who pulled out the more, most marbles at the end of the game loses. So I love playing that as a kid. I love setting it up. I love pulling out marbles. I used to actually dump in extra marbles. <laughs> so my thing was like loaded. <laughs> and I used to play with my brother. And my brother just looked at me like, you are so stupid. Like, obviously, if I pull this... You're, I always lost because he was older and smarter and still is. But <laughs> he'd pull like a, a stick and then like he'd be like, yeah, your turn, Matt. And I pull the next stick and <laughs> I get all, you know, 200 marbles I dumped in there. So yeah, those are, yeah. those are my top games, mainly because of nostalgia. But yeah, D&D, yeah, I think of, Werewolf, and Kerplunk. I don't know if I could add anything to that. I'd probably say like Pictionary. Oh, yeah, Pictionary. I mean, you could add Trivial Pursuit to Baller Game right there. And then... Yeah, I'd probably probably say Monopoly or something like that. I'm a sucker for Monopoly. I know get some hate, but that's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Austin Ebner via Instagram asked, favorite game released in 2020, John, go. You got this. Oh, yeah, Dune Imperium. Whoa, hot take there. Wow. I'm actually going to just throw this all on its head here. Guess what? It's a game no one's heard of. Moonflight by Manokent Games. Eat that. Eat that. Good luck getting it. <laughs> well, if you're in the UK, you can get it. Pretty. You can get it. That's a fantastic game. It's also a deck builder, by the way. Nice. Yeah. So I did like a. I was bored one night and I did like an ask me anything on the our Instagram stories. Okay. But I thought it'd be a great question to ask here, and I believe it came from our Instagram friend Gnarly Carly. Uh, but she asked, "What is a game that you have a really strong attachment to?" I wrote none. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're all inanimate objects and I don't care. I don't know. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you want to go first while I stare at this game shelf here for a quick second. Okay. I'll give the same answer I gave on that. I'm going to have to, I'm going to say Everdell just because that was like the first, not really the first, but the, the one board game I brought home that brought to play with my wife. And I was like, let's play this game. Beautiful to look at. And she just fell in love with it just as much as I did. So we play it often. We have a date night every week and we usually play a board game and it's usually Everdell. 
we have all we bought all the expansions and it's just something that we always continue to go back to so i think it's just a game that really helped connect my wife and i together a little bit more and that's it that that's the game i have a strong attachment to yeah my wife doesn't like board games (laughs) 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 no i'm just kidding Honestly, if, if there was something that's attachment, looking at the shelf, it's actually my wife's list of games. She has like this small corner in the shelf section, and I'm just kind of actually laughing because there's three, one, two, three, four, five, six, six games there. So like she loves Trivial, Trivial Pursuit and Cranium, and we used to play that a lot as like with her family mm-hmm. but more specifically uh monster mass which if you watch any of our videos or, or the stream where we did play it you would know she loves that game but not she doesn't just love that game she's very good at that game i had that game as a kid i loved it i thought it was amazing i thought i was good at it and then i actually like we're talking about board games because she actually bought this other game called domain that she really wanted to play with me because she had an attachment to it so we played it together and i beat her and then we never played it again but back to monster mash I'm like, well, and then that brought up like, well, hey, I was really good at Monster Mash. And she's like, well, I have Monster Mash in the basement. I'm like, we should play it. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to go easy on you. And she literally, I got one point. <laughs> I got one point. Ba- basically the same thing as her stream. You can watch her stream where she just annihilates me and John, actually. Annihilates oh, both yeah. of us. But yeah, she was just so good at that game. So, I mean, those two, those two games. So Domain, because that's something she really likes. Um, and she really, she really wanted to play with me. So that's something that matters. And then the other one is monster mash because I bragged about how good I was until she kicked my butt. There you go. So that's a good one. That's a good answer. Yeah. I just came up with it right now. Perfect. (laughs) So Alex from Bric-a-Brac Games wants to know, when did Matt and I realize we're, we're each other's soulmates? (sighs) Clearly when we were four years old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I think someone asked, oh yeah, someone asked what our origin story was, so, which I believe is Emotional Cyborg again. It was. And so I guess, uh, if if you've listened to us for a while, you know that Matt and I went to grade school together, so we met probably kindergarten or grade one. We were, we we were friends. I I would say. Pretty much. Right away, yeah, pretty much right away. Yeah, yeah. We we became more closer friends, maybe like grade four. Yeah, grade four, five, six, seven, and eight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But we lost, we lost contact a little bit through high school. So we went to separate high schools and then saw each other here and there, you know, ran into each other. But then when I moved back home from after getting married, living out of town, I got invited to a friend's birthday party and you were there and we just sort of, you invited me to game night and that's how uh, we're doing this now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, like for me, we've always gotten along really well yeah several you know several years we've actually now that i think about it like four five six seven and eight we i think we had desks next to each other almost every year probably and honestly well it makes sense because our last names are l and m right yes so they usually did everything alphabetical (laughs) yep now that i think now that i think about it (laughs) (laughs) yep but but we got along like in a a lot of ways like our personalities kind of match really well so like we're both very like I, I find like we're both easygoing, but like we balance each other really well when it comes to situations, right. right? Like I am not a panicker at all, never been, right? And not that you are a panicker. It just seems like like I I maybe when I'm when I'm not thinking, you're thinking, and when you're thinking, I'm or when yeah, <laughs> when you're not thinking, I'm thinking. I think that's what it is. Yeah, we're yeah not completely opposite we have similar notes but like i think like organization and like time wise and stuff we're pretty so we're we're different but when it comes to like how easygoing we are with people and our ability to assess psychology of other people is actually pretty close does that make sense right so 
Yep. There you go. That's why we're soulmates. We we love psychology. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> also, we drive each other nuts. That's true. <laughs> I'm sure I drive you nuts all the time. No, it's fine. <laughs> that's, that's a yes. <laughs> Emotional Cyborg, again, wants to know, what would your practically useless superpower be? Oh, practically. See, I had one that was useful. So, But maybe you can answer first and I can think of something else. You know what? I don't even know. But I think a, a useless superpower would be to know what color gumball would come out the machine next. That is a, with a hundred hundred percent accuracy. That is that is amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> wow, man! Now I'm on the spot. <laughs> um, I think mine would be the ability to identify chicken by smell and anything okay and why because i really like chicken okay so it's useless because most people are not allergic to chicken (laughs) (laughs) right emotional cyborg also wants to know what our favorite joke is and if we eat poutine right and i hope we answered the origin story thing we did did. well i mean origin story of like our podcast was that we were trying to make a board game and we didn't and then well we did and then that led into too much work that no one else wanted to do but me and you really liked the podcasting slash social media slash yeah we we were we were designing a board so friday night game podcast came out of the idea of a board game that we created and in order to get to know the design process of board games we decided we were going to review indie board games that we would find on like board game geek to kind of get prepare ourselves to do bigger better things right so right and we really just got into the podcast and then like reviewing games that we just sort of stuck with it and then said screw it with the game because the other people just didn't want to put the work into it. So this is what Matt and I focused on. And it's just working out well for us. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I really like doing what we're doing. And I like entertaining people. So yeah, you all win. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> what's, your, what's, your, what's your favorite joke, Matt? What is a pirate's favorite letter? I don't know. Oh, come on. Guess. No, you got to say it. No, you have to guess one. And then I say uh, it. K. K. No. <laughs> Come on, think about it. What's what's a pirate's favorite letter? J. No. <laughs> Come on. I just want you to say it. I just want you to say it. <sighs> we gotta say the right one first, though. Oh, R. No, it's the C. Oh. <laughs> Did you get it? And then it, so dumb. And then if someone says the C, you say R. See, <laughs> it's a great joke. I'm telling you. My favorite joke. I don't know if it's my favorite joke, but is uh, what is Bruce Lee's favorite drink? I don't know. Water. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good, actually. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna give you yeah. that one. That's pretty good. I don't know. You, you, I mean, you're a dad. You better, you better, you know, get more jokes in there. Yeah, I think dad jokes are more just like statements that are supposed to be funny and are not. So puns. Dad, yes, dad puns. jokes or puns. Dad puns. Dad puns. Got yeah. it. And that leads to this next question, which you did answer on the stream earlier. Right. Do you eat poutine? Yes. Oh, man. I And I've been craving it so much lately, too. Oh, I... <sighs> Emotional sidebar, you are the best because I actually want poutine now. <laughs> Don't you say this? <laughs> and we were talking about it, and, and Marshall Cyborg was telling us that uh, she had like fresh cheese curds she can get, and I'm like, that is amazing. If you don't so know, good. poutine <laughs> is. 
basically French fry. It, no, it is French fries, gravy, and cheese curds, and it is oh, it's so good. It's so and I will good. answer. I will answer this question that I the same way I answered on the stream. That I went to this restaurant in Montreal and I got this poutine called the T Rex. And actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can find the the recipe for it. Sure, Montreal poutine. It's like a it's like a jingle. You put T-Rex. ten hot dogs <laughs> together in a blender, <laughs> then you mix in hamburger meat, right? Yeah, it's at a restaurant called La Banque. Oh in montreal and they have a poutine called la t-rex so it's regular poutine but it's got ground beef pepperoni bacon and hot dog sausage on it but it's like literally just a mat like a pile of meat on some french fries i can't even find it on their menu their menu has so much poutine this is amazing yeah it's like it's 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 in like the second part of the menu oh there's like there's like two sizes too regular and large i got the large because i was all about it wow but it was so good. That sounds crazy. So Ground beef pepperoni. It was like three day. meals for me. Wow. Oh, I'm sure. I had it for lunch, dinner, and like lunch the next day. <laughs> On a cool note, I went to this thing called Poutine Fest in Windsor. Mm-hmm. And it was basically like a poutine bar. You just keep going up and getting poutine for like 20 bucks per person for charity. It was so good. Oh, I must have had like 5 million calories in poutine that day. <laughs> so good, though. I'm going to request poutine for dinner tomorrow. <laughs> That's pretty... Yeah, there's there's some poutine restaurant. I don't know. Is there is that poutine restaurant still open? It must be the poutinery. Yeah, probably think so. Yeah. There used to be a really good one in a place called Bell River, and it was just like some like dive kind of diner. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. They had Montreal smoked meat poutine. It was the best poutine I've ever had. Wow, that was a really awesome. good question. <laughs> you tell we're food people, eh? You tell we're Canadian. We care. We care more about the poutine <laughs> and the food than we do the board games. I think. <laughs> so on that note, Saving Throw Studios asked us via Twitter, "How many Monopoly games do you own?" I think this question. I feel like he's. I, I feel like he's throwing shade at us because <laughs> I I posted a picture of having board games at my parents' house still, and one of them is a Monopoly game. Hey, I love shade. And he's like, oh, Monopoly, but I I love Monopoly. Hey, if we if we didn't have Monopoly we wouldn't have anything right so do you have any monopoly games i have two monopoly games the monopoly episode one actually have three regular monopoly because i had that one as a kid these are actually all my parents these are my parents games they're not even my games (laughs) but i'll count them anyway regular monopoly monopoly 25th anniversary edition or 50th anniversary edition one of the anniversaries in the 90s maybe it was 100 i don't know and then (laughs) and then so those two and then a star wars there's like a star wars episode one version we had Dude, I think that one's like sought after. Let's check that. We out. don't have it anymore. <laughs> oh, you don't have I it. No, we I, we lost it or something, or I sold it. I don't know. I was like, no one wants Dumb. this crap. <laughs> That's probably what everyone did. No one wants this crap. Yeah. So for me, I think I have regular Monopoly. Okay. I have a Disney Monopoly. Five. I have Monopoly Frozen Two that uh, we bought for our kid for Christmas. Six. And then I have Monopoly Breaking Bad and Monopoly Rick and Morty. Seven, eight, and I guess we could throw in Monopoly Junior for my nieces. Yeah. So nine together we have nine yeah. versions of Monopoly. That's not even that bad, I actually. When we were at one of our so board game bill is having a birthday and they invite over a friend and the friend was like found out we liked board games the friend actually was like oh you guys like board games we're like yeah she's like what do you think of monopoly and i like thought it was like a joke but this person actually collects all the monopolies she apparently has like over 100 monopolies she collected that's crazy yeah it's like and then you're like you're kind of like well that's funny because you know to us 
board games are beyond monopoly but at the same time it's like that's actually kind of cool because you know i'm sure a lot of those games are collector's editions you know yeah for sure and there's like there's and there's people who have like 2000 plus versions yeah that's hanging around right they're collectors so yeah and that's the thing if you're a collector maybe you're gonna get all of them i mean jokes on us right they're they're gonna have so many versions of it. they're probably gonna be worth more money they're probably i mean if they're true collectors they're not they're not opening and playing it they're just buying them and storing them right right so yeah that's really cool well that concludes almost concludes our list of questions asked for us i hope you enjoyed or ask us anything check us again next week where we're going to answer one listener's questions he asked us five and they're all pretty deep and thought-provoking for the most part so we want to kind of give that its own own thing because i think it's going to be pretty cool yeah but i have i have one more question for you matt okay yeah shoot so this was sent to us via instagram message from our friends board game review uk mm-hmm Based off a phenomenon that has gone unsolved since the beginning of time. Okay. Well, let's solve it. And Board Game Review UK, he said that he thought long and hard about his question. He's thinking about all the nuances of board games, mechanic, designers, theme. But he really wants to know, where does your lap go when you stand up? (laughs) Really? Yeah. Yes. Huh. Where does my lap go when I stand up? That's a good question. This this is like this has gone unsolved. It's gone unsolved. Well, I mean, it depends on the relativity of where you're looking. Like, if you're in a spaceship in outer space, your lap is still there. Okay. Right. If I'm on the right angle, you're laying down. Right. <laughs> That's true. So your lap is always there. Your lap just folded, or maybe your lap is just perspective. Right. What What can I put? This is, I mean, this is this is just philosophical. <laughs> so when when he he wrote this question out you know i don't i don't know too much like british lingo so i thought this was like a british lingo thing okay and i was like looking online i'm like what does lap mean (laughs) for 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 people in britain for british people and i couldn't find anything i'm like oh i think this is like a literal question like where does your actual lap go when you stand up and then i was like john you're an idiot (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, philosophical, man. You know, where does it go? I don't know. Where do my, you know, where does my posture go? Am I laying? Am I sitting? Am I? Do I exist? Do I exist? That's where this is going. Does my yeah. body? Well, we, all, we all know. We all know this is a simulation, according to my four-year-old. Well, then uh, your four-year-old <laughs> knows more than me because if this is all a simulation, then we don't even have laps, right? That's true. So there you go. We don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> this is all a simulation, and we're done. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, very good. Very good uh, question. Wh- where, where does where does my lap go when I stand up? I think when I stand up, you know, I think of the butterfly effect. So. You know, when I stand up, it's just causing a ripple effect throughout the universe. So my lap is just just out there, you know? Yeah. Just traveling, doing things. Yeah, or if you're like me and you got kind of a a belly going on, your lap is still there when you stand up. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it doesn't actually leave. The normal people, maybe it does, but, you know, me, it's still there. All right. We want to thank everyone who participated and sending us questions. We hope you enjoyed our Ask Us Anything and come back next week and listen to our answers to Lucho AB's questions. So he gave us five and I think it'd be pretty interesting to talk about. So again, I'm John and Matt from Friday Night Games. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe to all our things. Check us out Instagram, Friday Night Games underscore official, Twitter at Friday Night GMS. Check out our website, 
Friday Night Dot Games, our Twitch stream, which we do every Monday at 8.30 p.m., twitch.tv slash Friday Night GMS, and check out our YouTube channel. We got some new videos up there. And again, remember, it's Friday night. Let's have some fun.